Just as a disclaimer, we want you to know that some of the movies that we will be reviewing were shot in a different time and era where people of race and sex were not treated equally. We understand this and hope you do too. The movies or anything that happened on the sets are not the views of this podcast or what this show is intended to be all about. Exactly. And we want to give due diligence in presenting the movie and not the views of the cast or directors or anyone involved. But we also feel it's necessary to let the audience know some of the background information to get a feel for what was happening at the time of shooting the film. Again, we hope you understand that we do not agree with everything that went on and we just want to give out the information. And with that being said, hope you enjoy the show. could start over, where a fortune could be made. They say every town has a story, Tombstone has a legend. Who is he? That's Wider. Better name for himself as a peace officer. I heard of you. I'm retired. You must be Doc Holliday. Are you retired too? Not me. I'm in my prime. Hollywood Pictures presents... The only real law around here is the Cowboys. The story of Wyatt Earp. The first time in our lives we got a chance to stop wandering and finally be a family. Now this is trouble we don't need. If we're going to have a future in this town, it's got to have some law and order. What do you want, Ringo? I want your blood. I want your soul. I want them both right now. Shot your brother. Now the time has come for justice. Guess maybe you better swear me in. And he has to live up to his reputation. You got a fight coming. I'll be there! One last time. None of your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. In a battle. The last charge of Wyatt Earp and his immortals. At the OK Corral. Oh, my God. The West would never forget. Kurt Russell. Val Kilmer. Dana Delaney. Powers Booth. Michael Bean. Bill Paxton. Jason Priestley. Sam Elliott. And Charlton Heston. Justice is coming to Tombstone. All right, guys, although the recording is already done, um, Terrence did actually go back and watch Tombstone. So I I'm going to throw this at the beginning of the episode. So if we start off kind of crazy, you'll hear Terrence, and then we'll jump into the episode with Dave and Laura and pick up. So, But I wanted to get Terrence's thoughts and feelings on Tombstone. Terrence, 
Loved it. It was so good. I mean, I'm like I've said before, I'm a huge sucker for westerns. Uh, I've seen this long time ago, but seeing it as an adult, uh, to fully understand, comprehend it, and just enjoy the movie, it was great. And also to get you know the references too, particularly you know the old famous saying, "I'll be your." I'll be your Huckleberry. Well, if you listen to the episode once we do it, we actually talk about that. Um, There's some uh, controversy going on of what he actually said um, because Huckleberry means uh, the casket handle or whatever, you know, for the coffin. But but according to the script, it did say Huckleberry. But you can listen to the episode here in a little bit and you can find (laughs) out. What do you think of the cast? I mean, obviously, great cast, right? Yeah, we talked about how much we loved Val Kilmer because... Oh, yeah. Uh... All the characters were great. Uh, everybody played their role really well. Um, even some of the the smaller uh, uh, characters, you don't really show up until you know certain parts of the movie, like McAllister. Um, it was a star-studded cast too. It was. It really was. Uh, but yeah, I know I enjoyed it from beginning to end. Uh, the only thing that was interesting was the pacing of it. it would be like it, that if I if I had to nitpick the movie, that would be the only thing I thought was like interesting and kind of off. Because uh, it kind of jumps time. Are you, without are you talking it. about like the uh, the love scenes? You know, yeah, no, the whole love thing. I, that I was weird think, too. I don't so think like, it, really it was to be in it. It was insinuated, but it didn't actually like. I don't know if they actually had an affair or not, but it was lightly implied, and that's why I'm confused about it. Because well, it was then like, at the end of the movie, they're together. And, yeah, at like, the end of the movie, it was full blown. But even his wife, I had no idea what was going on with her until the end, and they spelled it out for me. They're like, oh yeah, she had a drug addiction. Right. And I was like, wait, well, I what? mean, you see all that, you know, opioids in yeah. the bottle. You know, I thought she was just really sick. <laughs> well, she was, but yeah, that I didn't like the whole that whole that was just weird. It was. So they could have cut that out and it off the still a great movie. Right. Um, and then it also, like, it time jumps without telling you. And then, like, out of nowhere, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we've been out here for a couple months and our business is booming. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah that, uh, when they, at the end, when they go on their little revenge tour. Yeah. You know? uh, and then, like, yeah, they've been on this revenge tour for a long time. <laughs> or for, like, us, it's just a couple minutes. They're so, like, oh, they've just been going around the last couple of days just roughing these guys up. And I'm like, no, nah, this took time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been years. Uh, so there's Terrence's take. Terrence, any controversy or anything you want to talk about this movie? Uh, no, not really. Um, it was it was a it was a really good movie. I mean, I guess the biggest controversy would be uh, the whole you know affair thing. Right, uh, might not sit well with some people. Right, um, and mean, like you were saying, it, it didn't feel didn't, necessary it didn't at all. Like it didn't add to the movie. To the movie, at all. right. It, it, it gave you an ending that was like honestly I could have it could for me it could have ended after they got their like quote unquote revenge, you know what I mean? Or even though it wasn't revenge, it was what do they call it? Uh, um it's like this isn't Justice. revenge, this is uh retribution. Yeah. That's what it was. Um um, it could have ended for me at the OK Corral. <laughs> you know, I mean, just that, you all shoot then, out at the OK yeah, Corral. Yeah, but you know, we talked about uh, Lauren Dave, we talked about when um you know, Wyatt Earp not Wyatt. When he's going to fight uh, Johnny Ringo or whatever yeah. his name is at the end, and and then Doc, and then shows, Doc up shows up, just how he steps out of the shadows. Oh, and he's so like, great! Yeah, it was so well. And that done. guy was scared by then because he's yeah. like, uh, like, and then he's like, though, he's like, I may not have been as sick as I was leading you to believe. <laughs> You're like, you got. Me. I just, I just love that part where he's like, um, he's like, oh, I was just playing, and then Doc's like, I wasn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Um, now we are going to actually start the official show uh, with Dave and Laura, so stay tuned. I hope you enjoy. We're going to sit down and record some other stuff. Later. 
Hi guys, welcome back to the Tragedy of Cinema, episode 29. Today we'll be talking about Tombstone. I'm joined by two very special guests, Dave. It's David. Andrew Martin and <laughs> Laura Martin. Uh, Dave, otherwise known as... Super Dave. Wyatt Burp. Um, he was burping before we started, so we wanted to get that out of there. So, Terrence isn't here. He didn't have time to watch this movie. He couldn't really find a copy to watch, so these two was like, oh, it's one of our favorites. So, here we go. Dave, the question. You might be able to phone a friend, uh, Laura. So, the question is, give me your top three favorite Western movies of all time. Oh, uh, Tombstone would be one of them. Uh, 310 to Yuma. And... Um uh, his name. You got any John Wayne movie? You like? No, I don't. I, I can't remember. Uh, the Magnificent I mean, Seven. No, that's a, yeah. Be Blazing it. Saddles. No, I don't remember that one. But <laughs> the, mag, the recent, yes. recently Magnificent Seven. That was pretty good. I thought the original or the remake. Both. Okay. I, I don't remember the original really, but <laughs> you, the, you don't really remember this movie <laughs> we're talking about, so it's no surprise. But I did. A, I did enjoy the. The remake was really good with the Denzel. remake. Yeah. yeah, Laura, do you want to add anything to his three? Well, I I mean I can't tell you a specific John Wayne movie, but my dad is the biggest John Wayne fan, my, so I know them all. My grandpa was the biggest John Wayne fan, and uh, we used to go over there because he'd be like, "Well, do you like John Wayne?" I was like, eh, "Not really," and he'd be like, "Whoa!" You know, like I had just said the the worst thing in the world. So I mean, I've only seen. I remember, um, like I was talking to Terrence. Uh, Back in, I think it was the late 80s, uh, they uh, they would have a thing come on TV. It was Hondo in 3D. And the only way you could get your glasses to watch this on TV, I think it was Channel 4 back then for us local, um, is you had to go to Subway and you had to get mm. your 3D glasses. Yeah, um, I remember doing it for a couple of movies, but that's the one that really sticks out. So here we are. We're going to start with Tombstone. So I've divvied up the information. I, we're going to throw it over to Dave and let him go ahead and take us away down this dusty trail. Oh, boy. All right, Dave, Tombstone. Tombstone. Release date, December 25th, 1993. Yes, that's right. It was on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> the budget was $25 million estimated. Uh, opening weekend was $6,454,752. <clears throat> and the gross USA, $56 million. Five hundred and five thousand and sixty-five dollars. Cumulative worldwide gross. <laughs> Terrence would be proud. <laughs> Fifty-six million five hundred and five. Same number as the gross. <laughs> uh, it was directed by George P. Cosmotus and uh, Kevin Jari. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's this, Charleston? Yeah, he did the Charleston Hesse, uh directed him, uh, oh, the scenes, uncredited. but it was uncredited for it. It also was said that even though George, however you say his last name, Cosmatos, had the credit, Kurt Russell actually did the majority of Kurt the Kurt Russell is him. It's his ghostwriter. It's his uh, ghost director uh, is Cosmos. Hmm. Yeah. Written by Kevin Jari and technical specs, runtime, it was two hours and ten minutes, 130 minutes. Uh, and the director's cut would be, what, two hours and 14 minutes? Mm-hmm. 134 minutes? Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I might as well throw my yep in there. It's almost like the three amigos trying to review a movie right here. Oh. <laughs> uh, sound mix, Dolby Stereo. Uh, color was a uh, techno color. Uh, aspect ratio, 2.35 colon 1. I don't know. Yep. Laboratory uh, techno color, Hollywood, California, USA, also prints. Uh, negative format was 35 millimeter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cinematographic process, Panavision, anamorphic. Uh, printed film format was 35 millimeters. <clears throat> and I think that's. This, no, now you got to do the awards, Dave. The awards. The, the the thing about this movie is there wasn't very many awards and they weren't nominated for me. This is the what? only one. This is it right this here. This is the only one. This well, this right here. They were nominated. For, these were nominated right here. So All take right. it away. Awards. Not many. Maybe one. <laughs> MTV Movie Plus TV Awards, nineteen ninety four nominee. MTV Movie Award Best Male Performance Val Kilmer. Most desirable male. <laughs> Most desirable male. David Martin. Oh, I mean oh, Val. Boy, there's got to be a big misprint right there. And it's Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. All right. Right. Oh, they're, I'm they're... glad I took the synopsis away from you because I don't think you'd be able to make it. So I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis before Laura gets into the cast. Um, the synopsis is Wyatt Earp was looking for a life of retirement by heading to Tombstone. Unfortunately, the life that he was trying to leave has made its way into the town of Tombstone. With the aid of his family and his best friend, Doc Holliday, the group must try and rid the ta- of the town of the Cowboys, who are a reckless group of outlaws who think they are above the law. All right, Laura, why don't you go ahead and start give us the cast of characters. All right. Of course, we have starting uh, Kurt Russell as the main man, Wyatt Earp. Val Kilmer as the dreamy Doc Holliday. Um, originally, they were looking for Willem Dafoe. However, Buena Vista refused to distribute the film if he was cast due to a film that he was part of in, uh, I believe it was 88. Uh, something to do with Jesus, actually, but I don't know the name of it. What would Jesus do in 1988? <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, Sam Elliott as Virgil Earp. Yeah, they, they said that he they thought he was too old to play the part, but I think yeah. he did. He did a great job. Agreed. I mean, Agreed. He was, he was good. You just liked his mustache, didn't you? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> he does have the good stash game. Uh, Bill Paxton as Morgan Earp. Powers Booth as Curly Bill Brocious. Michael Bean as Johnny Ringo. Uh, Mickey Rourke originally turned that position down. Charleston Heston as Henry Hooker, Jason Priestley as Billy Breckenridge, John Tenney as Sheriff John Behan, Stephen Lang as Ike Clanton, Thomas Hayden Church, which I think you all know is from Star Wars as well, uh, as Billy Clanton, Dana Delaney as Josephine Marcus, Paula Malcolmson as Allie Earp, Lisa Collins as Louisa Earp, John Philbin as Tom McClory, Dana Wheeler, Nicholson as Maddie Blaylock, Joanna Pacula as Big Nose Kate, Michael. I know, I'm like, I don't. That's, yeah. Anyway, so Big Nose Kate. Good on that. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, Michael Rooker as Sherman McMasters, Harry Carey Jr. as Marshall Fred White, 
uh, Glenn Ford was originally cast, but due to his poor health, it went to Harry Carey Jr. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton as Johnny Tyler. Thomas Arana as Frank Stilwell. Paul Ben Victor as Indian Charlie Cruz. Robert John Burke as Frank McLaurie. Billy Zane, also from Titanic, as Mr. Fabian. John Corbett as Johnny Barnes. Buck Taylor as Turkey Creek Jack Johnson. Terry O'Quinn as Mayor John Clume. You know who that was? That was John Locke and Lost. Ah, yes. That's, oh, I didn't yep. really watch that show. I love that show. Anyway, uh, Peter Shereko as John Texas Jack Vermillion. Uh, Wyatt Earp III, which was the original Wyatt Earp's fifth cousin, mm-hmm. was cast as Billy Claiborne. And Robert Mitchum uh, was the narrator. He was originally also supposed to be, I believe, Old Man Claiborne and fell off his horse, hurt his back, and could not <clears throat> perform the part anymore. CGI gone away. That's right. So... This movie starts out with um, some old black and white um, scenes, if you will, from other movies that you've seen, some famous uh, pictures. And then you come to it and you see old Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. old Wyatt Earp, getting off a train. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to take it away from here, Dave? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't even remember. Uh, and uh, I remember, because I just watched this for the first time probably in 25 years. Oh, 20 years. Yeah. Uh, the other day. And I remember the opening scene. You know, he's getting off the train, and uh, the guy's bringing the horse off the train, and he's smacking it in the face with the thing. And then uh-huh. the <laughs> goes over there and grabs it and smacks the guy. How do you like that? It's like, just get away. You know, so, uh, yeah. uh, so he gets off the train, and there he meets Virgil. And um, this is his brother, mm-hmm. his other brother. Uh-huh. can't think of his name at the moment. And uh, they're there with their ladies, and, you know, they've finally gotten away. They're coming here. They've heard that they're going to get rich. You know, uh, yeah, starting they're to trying right. to retire, start their life. life over. Yep. Um, and the first one of the first persons they meet is the sheriff. <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, you're white or Hey, here, you want to yeah, – we'll show you this. <laughs> he's like, no, no. So um, – you know, you get to the town, and the first place, you know, White Earp goes is he goes to this saloon, and the, it's like the Oriental, I think, is the name of it. And the guy's having trouble with one of the per- people there, and uh, he's like, he's like, nobody goes to the Oriental. It's ran by somebody. So he goes in there and talks to the bartender and uh, sits down or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember he says, uh, "Well, I'll get uh, I'll get rid of this guy if you if you give me like what twenty five percent of the income or whatever." Yep. And so basically he runs the guy out that's been dragging everybody down and he comes back out and he says, Hey, I've already got his income coming in, you know, we're, this is gonna be great. So Laura, go ahead and take it away from there. She's drawing a blank. A little bit. <laughs> so um actually the beginning of the movie, if we step back, is uh shows this couple getting married. Oh, that's right. And uh all of a sudden you see these bunch of people ride in and mm-hmm. they all got these red scarves hanging from their belts. Yeah. Yep. And uh, they're coming out there, and the one guy gets off, and he says, you killed two cowboys. And he's like, hey, hey. And then there's a big gunfight ensues, you know, and they're like, they kill the, the, the husband. Uh, you see him drag the bride into the church. You hear a couple more gunshots. And then you see the, the they all go over there and sit down at the big table that was spread out with food for them. And uh, next thing you see is the, the priest is running out. Ah, and this one guy just turns and shoots him. You know? <laughs> so he says, well, somebody shut him up. And this one guy just turns and shoots him and kills him. <laughs> So that's the kind of people the cowboys are. 
So we get through that, um, then uh, Earp and them come. So they're they're trying to get away from their life uh, as uh, what they were known for before they came to Tombstone. Um, and then you have Wyatt Earp's wife. She's I don't know what's wrong with her. She keeps taking medicine or alcohol or something. It doesn't I don't think it ever really says, but she's kind of like. She's mm-hmm. always has to take this medicine or drugs or whatever. I think it was called laudanum. It was a type of opiate. So once they uh, take it, when they initially, they get addicted to it. Right. And, and she, she's been getting it from somebody. Yeah. Um, and then as you're sitting there, then you see Doc Holliday <laughs> rolling down. Mm-hmm. And the reason that Doc Holliday actually came there was because he had tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. And he thought that the sandy air would help clear it up. You know. Besides, he was a good friend of Wyatt Earp anyway. So now you have these four guys. And... Um, Something happens where they have a uh, some of the cowboys come into town or something, and and you know they, yeah. the white drags him out there, you know, and basically takes his gun away and says, "Like, don't come back here, you know, um, you're not wanted." Blah blah blah. So this starts off a string of things with the cowboys and and these gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the thing is when the Ur- the herbs first enter Tombstone. There's a grave marker in the cemetery that says, Here lies Lester Moore, four slugs from a forty-four, no less, no more. <laughs> and that's actually a tombstone that you can see in Tombstone, Arizona. That's on an epitaph. So I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see Val Kilmer. He's, he plays obviously plays the Doc Holliday. And he all he does the whole movie is drink. I mm-hmm. guess it's from his tuberculosis. He drinks and gambles the whole entire movie. Um, so he's sitting at this table and he's taking these people's money left and right, left and right, you know. And um, so finally, what it comes down to is the Cowboys have a big problem with these people. And it's just, I wasn't ever a really big Western person. Um, Those that know me know I really don't even like John Wayne. And I know that's probably un-American. But... um, it comes down to a big scene in the movie. There's some stuff that happens that I don't really remember a lot about because it's been so long since I, you know, have seen it and I rewatched it just a couple of days ago. But if I have some of my timeline messed up in here, forgive me. Um, I'm trying to remember this, refresh my memory because I watched a couple of movies in between then. So um, I remember that now that Wyatt Earp and his people have the Oriental. Um, some of the uh, the cowboys come in, and they're sitting there at the table, and this one guy's losing money left and right, left and right. And uh, yeah. so I remember there's a gun under the table that Kurt, you know, Kurt Russell has under the table, and he's just you just see him moving back and forth, back and forth, you know. Yeah. And Doc Holliday's sitting there getting drunk, you know, winning, and basically he kicks the cowboy out. He's like, "You're going to be sorry. You're going to be sorry. Nobody does this to the cowboys." Uh, yep. Yep. So. <laughs> It comes down to where um, basically the Cowboys are there doing some stuff they shouldn't, and they call out um, basically, I guess, the marshal. It's an older guy that keeps control of the town, and um, I believe he basically shoots, gets uh, gets shot by one of them, and that's when... Um, Doesn't he die? Yeah, yeah, he, he ends up dying. Oh. And... Uh, that's when he takes over. But if you remember, uh, the one drunk guy, the one of the cowboys gets drunk, mm-hmm. and he comes out and he just starts shooting his guns in the air at nighttime. And yeah. um, that's when the guy comes out and says, "Hey, you know, you're gonna have to go, you know, and all that." And I don't think he sh- he kills him. 
right then because I think Kurt Russell comes out and he bangs him on the head. Remember, knocks yeah. him out, takes yep. his guns, puts him in the jail. Uh, and then the next day they come and uh, then that's where I think Sam Elliott and them say, hey, you know, he's like, you, you, you need to take this back over. Wyatt doesn't want anything to do with it. So the next day you see Virgil, which is Sam Elliott, and the uh, other brother. They're hammering up signs that says, hey, no firearms will be allowed in the town of Tombstone again. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a gun-free zone or whatever. Well, that doesn't take too kindly with the Cowboys, right? No. So um, basically what you do is you have this big O showdown coming down to there's some stuff that happened in between here there's some backstory that i'm forgetting and i don't want to ruin it or say the wrong thing but it comes down to the okay corral and the okay corral they they're like hey they're over here at the okay or down by the okay corral they've got their guns and they're talking how they're gonna you know so here comes you know you got virgil you got white herb and you got um the other brother was shot right not yet though because yeah, that's that's the that's the night where Virgil gets shot and the brother. Right. So, so these four come, and uh, the OK Corral happens, and and so next thing you see, they say, "Well, make your move," you know. And Val Kilmer, he's probably my favorite one in the movie, just because <laughs> he's just he always looks so deathly pale and sick yeah. in the movie, and, and at the end he becomes pretty much the hero, but. So the OK Corral starts and bullets are flying everywhere. Uh, Virgil gets hit in the leg, so he you know gets shot in the leg. Uh, they kill they kill a couple of the other ones. Uh, one of them dives through the window of um, where the uh, there was basically two sheriffs, or if you were a mayor or whatever, and that was the one guy's like, hey, what are you doing here? You know, so he escapes or whatever. So now you, you got a really big problem. So when they get Virgil back, you know, and he's like, I don't want to do this. You know, it's all your fault that we're here. He's blaming the Wyatt Earp, you know, and all this. Um, so a little bit on further in the movie, they um, here's something I wanted to throw in here real quick. It was Val Kilmer's idea to whistle on the old cater off. You remember he's walking, he's just whistling along as he's going. So, And uh, he also had to practice a long time on his quick draw speed, which and gave his character a southern aristocrat accent. The Southern accent is authentic touch as Holiday was a cousin of Margaret Mitchell, author of Gone with the Wind, who he modeled the character of Ashley Wilkes after him. Mm-hmm. So there was that stuff. Mm. Um, also, that Doc, um, Doc Holiday's wink, uh, if you remember at the OK Corral, when they're all looking at all the faces, you know, and Val Kimmer looks at the one guy and he winks. They, that was all improvised by him. <laughs> so that's when all the gunfights are. Once he winked, it was on like Donkey Kong, you know what I mean? Um so, a little bit later in the movie, uh, the Cowboys decide that they've made threats. And there's one particular night where things are going to happen. Um, if you remember, there's a, there's, a, there's a love interest going on between Kurt Russell and this other lady that's part of this play troupe group or whatever. Yeah, not his She's wife. Real, it's not his wife. Correct. His wife's doped up in bed yeah. for the most part. Um, and she comes running to the house of um, where all the ladies are. And she says, like, "Looks, I got a feeling something bad's about to happen." If you and there's like a shadow walk behind them, and you know what I mean. And this is the part where, and you've got Virgil and you've got uh, the herbs and all them at the, their Oriental bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Virgil's like, "Man, I'm not feeling it. I'm just gonna go home or whatever." So Virgil leaves on his own, and it's thundering outside. It's raining, <laughs> and so uh, you see those guys walking at the other house. And the next thing you see, 
you see Virgil coming back in. Ah, oh, Virgil, we thought you said you were going home. You know, and he, he, they're not even looking at him. You know, and he comes over to the bar and he's like, oh, uh, you know, and he, he falls. They got me, or, you know, and he falls over to the ground. And mm-hmm. well, he's like, what's going on? And he's like, it was them or whatever. And uh, if you notice, there's a part right there where when he goes over there to raise his head, he actually bumps Sam Elliott's head on yeah. the bar. <laughs> it's like they left it in there. So, so um, the next thing you see, and and technically in the real story, all this didn't happen at the same night. Like uh, Virgil was actually shot. I think it was December 18th. I've got it in here somewhere. And then the other uh, brother was shot because he's playing pool somewhere else. And he gets shot through the window. He gets shot in the back mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Um, so Kurt Russell goes running over there. And, you know, he's trying to get the bullet. The doctor and him are trying to get the bullet out of him. And, and I think this is actually the turning point of the movie for Kurt Russell because – or Wyatt Earp, I should say. Because, um, <laughs> you know, they couldn't do anything for him, you know. And he comes out and uh, he's got his blood in his hands. He goes mm-hmm. out in the middle of the street and he's like, ah, you know. And he starts screaming at this guy or whatever. Um, but that is a big moment for uh, the whole movie. I think the whole thing, because the very you know the very next day, you see him on the cart taking the bodies, uh, the body of his brother down yeah. to be buried. And earlier in the movie, you see him taking one of their people down to the three guys after the OK Corral, I think, down to be buried yeah. in the same graveyard. And so, what's really interesting is you know, um, they're they're uh, Kurt Russell's on the, gets everybody lined up on their coaches and horses and. You know, he pulls up and they 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 pull up to the cowboys that are sitting there. And um, Kurt Russell looks at him. He's like, "I just want you guys to know that this is over. You know, we've made peace or whatever. It's over." And um, the guys were real smart aleck about, it. and they say something that just didn't really like. I don't remember what it was, but he's like, "It's it's a good day for a funeral or something like that." I don't remember the exact wording. So they go bury him. So now. You just, it just gets really crazy. Laura, would you like to add anything? Um, I mean, I, I, I will say I love the scene where he finally loses his stuff. And uh, he says that he's coming and hell's coming with him. That's lit one of my favorite, because he's had enough. Yeah. He's had enough with the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, uh, there's another part of this though because they were. I think this has happened before this, before the OK Corral. Even if I remember right, that this is the part where um, the one guy that they had arrested has a gun, you know, yep. and they're walking. You know, it's Sam Elliott, the brother, and him, and they're walking, and he pulls out the gun and turns around, and he's like, "You want to fight me? You want to fight me?" He's like, "I don't want to fight you." Nope. And then here you see old Val Kilmer sitting there getting a shave. <laughs> he stands up. He says, I'll be your Huckleberry. That's right. Now, but there's something about that. Let me find it real quick. That when he said um, that they think that the phrase, I'm your Huckleberry, is said that it might have been misquoted due to Doc's thick Georgia accent. It is believed that he actually said, I'm your Huckleberry, because a Huckle is the handle of a casket. Correct. So they thought maybe that that's what he was supposed to say. But actually... Um, that that way it would say that he was issuing a threat to the guy. But actually, Huckleberry is written in the script. So, who knows? Um, an interesting fact, um, that's where he got banged his head on the bar. Um, Sylvester Stallone recommended that George P. Cosmatos would be a better choice for directing because Cosmatos directed Rambo First Blood Part Two, mm-hmm. And he also directed Co- Cobra in 1986. 
but we all know that Cosmos was actually a ghost director for Kurt Russell. So, um, so now they're they're going to come after the Cowboys, and they're not going to stop till they kill them, oh. kill them, or stop them all, or whatever. Right. And so you see him riding. Well, Doc Holliday at this time, he's just he's worse for wear, man. <laughs> he's he's looking really bad. They pull over um, at this little place and uh, little. Sh- uh, little house if you will and the guy said he can't go anywhere you know he's really sick you know and they got him laying in the bed <laughs> he's he's like oh he's like he's like i wish i could be there for you not be there for you. he's like it's okay you know we got it so um they finally come down um the one guy says hey you know he's gonna be at at this oak tree or whatever or whatever and he wants you there at seven tomorrow or whatever because mm-hmm. what there was a double agent going back and forth and they ended up the Cowboys ended up dragging him the one guy back and dropping him off by that house so they knew where they were and he was just all you know from road rash and all that from the, the cowboy that drug yeah. him so they get there and um, he said yeah you're supposed to meet this guy here at seven or whatever so uh, Kurt Russell's like all right I'm going and I'm going alone so they they go and they park the horses the couple of them and then Kurt Russell gets off he's like I got it so he starts walking Next thing you see, you see um, what was what was the main bad guy's name? Uh, was it Bill or Johnny? Or? Johnny Ringo. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Ringo. And uh, he goes, "Ah, I didn't think you were gonna make it." And you know, and and you, all you see is a shadow walking up. And next thing you see is Val Kilmer. Uh, and oh, yeah. uh, so he's like, um, "Were you expecting somebody else?" Basically. Mm-hmm. So you see uh, Doc Holliday. You know, does the gunfight with him and ends up shooting and killing. Um, well, if I recall, they um, they knew or they thought that he was so sick because they knew he was the fastest uh, gun draw of the of all of them was Doc Holliday. But they thought he was so sick he wouldn't be the one to show up. So they thought it was a shoe in to kill Wyatt Earp because well, they knew. He well, would not come only out. that, but they they wanted Wyatt Earp, and yeah, I yeah. think that's why when they went and said, "Hey, we want you, Wyatt. He wants you to be there." Yep. And uh, so when, when Wyatt Earp finally comes, he hears a gunshot. And he runs over there. You know, Val Kilmer, he's already had enough. He's leaning up against a tree, you know, sitting down. He's like, what? He's like, well, he's like, I may not have been as sick as I was leaning on or whatever, uh-huh. you know. So so um, the next thing you see is now they're mowing down everybody. They're just going after everybody. Um, so um, the scene where, you know, they come to the creek. Yes. And... Um, you know they they come up and all the, the all the cowboys are there firing at them and all that and uh, uh, Wyatt Earp you know the one guy's talking trash or whatever and he just stands up and he just he just goes running out in the water like a crazy guy bullets flying around and he ends up shooting um, like the other leader or whatever I can't think of who it was so um, and then the other guy's like oh man Curly Bill yeah and then oh. the other guy was like oh man and he shoots that guy in the stomach but true story is that when um let me see where i can find it it says a story scene as it is it says in which wyatt kills curly bill brocious in the creek it's all true correct during the shootout in the creek when wyatt kills curly bill the next person shoots is johnny barnes as in real life wyatt shoots barnes in the stomach however barnes was not killed on site he managed to escape and died in a farmhouse However, before dying, he told the story of how Wyatt really did walk into a hell of Curly Bill's gunfire unscathed, walked right up to Bill, and shot him point-blank with both barrels of a double-barrel shotgun. Wow. So he went through all that just walked right up to him and shot him. I'm, what, what kind of terrible shot do you have to be? 
<laughs> I mean, what kind of outlaws you? I mean, that's like having Dave having a gun trying to shoot somebody point blank, and he can't do it. Um, the Black Stud, written by uh, Kurt Russell in this movie, was owned by Joe Ryder of the Ryder of the Ranches of Tacoma. Um, we'll get to that in a second. This one, um, we'll get to that one in a minute. That's part of the same one I was trying to get to. Um, also, the gunfight at the OK Corral, it could have actually been uh, actually called the gunfight near the OK Corral because it wasn't actually at the OK Corral, but took place in a vacant lot next to the Fry's Photographic Studio close to the OK Corral. Mm-hmm. Um, also, John Carpenter uh, said in an interview in the 90s that he almost directed this film, which would have been very interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I tried to imagine what that would look like. Uh, this, this also has a great film score. Uh, Jerry oh, Goldsmith yeah. was originally attached to score the film, but had to bow due to scheduling conflicts. Goldsmith personally recommended Bruce Bowden to score the film and was hired by producer Andrew J. Vanya and George P. Cosmatos, who were personal friends of Goldsmith. So, basically, that's who you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, location, the filming location was pretty rough on them, that they shot in two locations in Arizona, as tombstone to make it look bigger. Sure. And there was also said that the heat and the um, scorpions were a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the uh, Val Kilmer said that um, they wanted him to wear real cotton outfits. You know what I mean? So they said that yeah. he the said wool. like mm-hmm. he said like the temperature on the set was up to 134 degrees. And I can testify, I had my band days and our uniforms were wool. And on the hot days, you thought you were going to die. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, the participants of what became known as the gunfight at the OK Corral were Virgil, Morgan, and Wyatt Earp, and Doc Holliday versus Tom and Frank McClary, Billy and Ike Clanton, and Billy Claiborne. Mm-hmm. During that gunfight, the two opposing parties were initially only about six feet apart, Damn. and 30 shots were fired in th- less than 30 seconds, which I don't know how you never got. I don't think guns were nearly as accurate back then. Well... Well, probably when they've all been drinking all day. Well, I doubt, that's true, probably too. seeing double. Oh, remember Val Kilmer says one of the funniest things? He's like, he's like, uh, well, you're drunk. How'd you shoot him? He's like, I just shot at both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was in the movie. Exactly. Um, Wyatt Earp died in 1929, the real Wyatt Earp, mm-hmm. having never been so much as scratched by a single bullet. The fact his name is known above, for instance, uh, Virgil, who was the Marshal of Tombstone at the time of the famous gunfight, is largely due to Wyatt's self-promotion. Before his death, he walked into Hollywood circles, and John Wayne once claimed to have met him, apparently modeling his famous walk of that of Wyatt Earp. So that's pretty cool that John Wayne actually got to meet him. Mm-hmm. So now we're coming down to the end. You, you, you see the... Um, and, and throughout this whole time... You've got the whole love thing going on between Wyatt and his wife. He's mad at his wife. He leaves his wife. The girl that wanted to be with him doesn't want to be with him. Now he wants to be with her. And it's just an ongoing thing there. You know, I, I could care less about that part of the story. Mm-hmm. But it played a role in the movie. So it did. Um, watch the movie if you want to get that part. Um, but now you come to one, one of the more touching scenes of the movie. And that's when why you see a old like um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not a um, what do you call it? like where we went on the tour? Oh, um, uh, asylum. Yeah, it's not an asylum, but no, it's um, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's it's uh, a place where people go to die. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, 
Sanitarium. Like a sanitarium. Sanitarium. Yes, sanitarium. Sanitarium. Yes. Sanitarium. Yes. Not sanitarium. It's one of no. the two. Sanitarium. Yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> this is where Val Kilmer is now yes. laying in a bed, and he knows he's going to die. Waverly Sanitarium. Yes. Waverly and that's Hills. actually, yeah, Waverly Hills, yes. And that actually was... A place for tuberculosis. For tuberculosis, right. yeah. And that's what it reminded me of in this movie. So, um, Wyatt Earp comes in there, you know, and he's like, ah, oh, you're the only one that'll play cards with me anymore, you know, and he's dealing out cards and all that. And uh, he's like, oh, it looks like you... And, and, and Val Kilmer's like, look, he's like, you got to stop coming. He's like, if you ever consider me your friend, he's like, you won't come ever again. And... Man, you can tell Kurt Russell is just devastated. At, or Wyatt Earp is just yeah. devastated at this time. Um, of course. He's like, all right, you know, if that's if that's what you want. Um, and he lays a book down on him. And do you remember what the book was? I, it said something like The Adventures of Wyatt Earp or something. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. But um, Val Kilmer stated that during his death scene, because he dies here in a few minutes, when once, once Val, uh, Wyatt Earp leaves... Spoiler alert! Doc Holliday. There's a lot of death in this movie. Doc Holliday dies. Uh, but he said during his death scene, and when he was talking to Kurt uh, White Earp, he said he was, laid, he was laid on a bed of ice so that he would shake and feel weird, and <laughs> you know, and it, and it, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, what was funny is that once White Earp leaves, Doc Holliday sitting there, and he looks down, and he's barefoot. <laughs> You know? Yep, and uh, he he always swore that he would die with his boots mm-hmm. on. So I think he tried really hard. Yeah, um, I mean, he was always challenging everyone. He, I mean, he honestly expected to probably die in the middle of a gunfight. Well, it says that you know um, that he he had some final words. I'm not going to repeat them, but uh, he he had some f- f- final words. But it said to this day, historians have debated on why Doc would say that. The main theory is that Doc had become a gunfighter hoping that someone would kill him and spare him the effect of tuberculosis and that he was amazed that the disease is what killed him, not the drinking, the chain smoking, the gambling, or the gunfighting. <laughs> it was tuberculosis that ultimately did him in. Yep. Um, so after this, you see, because um, I, I believe um, Doc Holliday tells him he's like, go after or whatever. Yeah. So the next thing you see, Kurt Russell... I keep saying Kurt Russell. It's wider. Wider. Uh, yeah. Wyatt. So uh, he goes and uh, he basically goes to where she's performing her play or whatever she's doing. And you see him and um, he says, well, do you remember what you asked me the first time we met? And he's like, well, how about that dance or whatever? So then you see him dancing in the snow at the end of the movie. And you're like, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> uh, love, you know, I'd rather just end it on Val Kilmer. But funny, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's basically how this movie ends. Um, it's... It, it's a great movie. Um, it's been many years since I've seen it. The cast is... There's a lot of people in this movie. A lot of mm-hmm. famous people. A mm-hmm. lot of award winners in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've even got Jason Priestley from 90210 in there. Yep. So, Dave, give me your thoughts on this movie. Well, I, I love the movie. I watch it any time it comes on. Um, When's the last time you seen it? A couple of years ago. <laughs> but I don't watch a lot of cable, so... Um, but I, I I like the movie a lot, and if I see it on screen, I'll watch it. I mean, and if I'm in the mood to watch a western, that's one that I'll be watching. <laughs> so, are you a big western fan? No, but no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Laura, let's get yours. I know this is one of your favorites. 
Yeah, I would also say I'm not a big Western fan, which is why it's ironic that this is definitely in my top five favorite movies. I will watch it anytime it's on. I have it on DVD. I've watched it. But Dave, she has it on DVD, so you don't have to have it on cable to watch it. Well, if I see it on the screen, I'm watching it. Okay. I would say, even though, yes, quote, the main character is Wyatt Earp, I mean... Honestly, Val Kilmer stole the show as Doc Holliday. All of his scenes that he's in, the fact that he had to play so sick, the fact that, I mean, his character was very sassy, just the lines, just everything, it was, to me, was a lot more about him what? and his support. This movie in particular. I mean, I, No, I no, just, what I'm saying is, to me, it was... Even even going beyond that, I think it was more about family. Yes. Because um, even though Doc Holliday wasn't part of the family, he was part of the family. Correct. Um, and I think Sam Elliott played a really good role in this yeah. film. Yep. Um, even though some say he was too old to play it. Um, the guy who played Morgan. Yeah, uh, but, he, the other Bill brother, but yeah. he looked the part, uh, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, well, how do you know? Do you know what Virgil looked like? Virgil or Sam? No. Virgil, Virgil, the real. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, so how do you say you look the part if you don't know? It's a western. <laughs> <laughs> well, so well, that's uh, true. He does have a natural swagger. Yeah, but I mean, and he's got that drawn voice mm, anyway. Yes. You know, anything he plays, he's excellent in. Um, but to me, I'm not a big Kurt Russell fan. Um, I've seen a couple of movies, uh, you know, but but this movie, he was good, great in it. Mm. Yes, agreed. Um, and, and and it always bothered me his mustache in this movie. I just wanted to shave it off. It just one of the bushy mustaches. I mean, you know, you could tell it was almost fake. I don't know if it was fake, but it looked fake. Yeah. But it was really over the top. You know what I mean? Um, and then of course. Uh, but I think that I think there are. I mean, obviously, since he lived to nineteen twenty nine, nineteen thirty. I mean, there are actual photographs. Of oh Wyatt yeah, people. Have, that, people have that made. was his. That was the real Wyatt Earp's mustache. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying it. On Kurt me. Russell, it did it bother me a lot. I, I will agree know? with that. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of some other movies that Kurt Russell was in that I liked better. I don't know if there is one. Uh, uh, big, Overboard. That I liked better. Big than Trouble. Oh well, maybe China. not better. You're right. Big Trouble in Little China is close. That's yeah, a really good yeah. one. Um, was Backdraft. it Tango, Tango and Cash? Tango and Cash. <laughs> Backdraft was also that was really a good, good. That was a great movie too. Yeah. So um, there's uh, I can't remember now. Yeah, well, you know, gone. you know, Kurt Russell got to start on Disney movies as Stop. a as a I child. Know. As a I child. Know. And what was that one? Was it he in the one where they had to hook him up the battery out of him? Yes, him up the, I can't remember what? the name of it. He was like a robot android or whatever. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he was like a football player or something. I don't remember. Yeah, um, my time. <laughs> so there you have it. That is Tombstone. Uh, remember, if you'd like to reach us out on uh, social media, we do have a Facebook group, the Tragedy of Cinema Podcast, where Laura is actually one of our moderators. Uh, Dave, not so much. Um, <laughs> I'm here for the phone. Yeah, he's just here for the post. That's uh, right. And Thundercats. He is one of he is one of the first Patreon. He is the first artist. Patreon. Yeah. Am I? Oh, the I very thought first. I was second, maybe. Really? No, I think you were first. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. The first Patreon. That's right. My name is David Martin. I am one of the first Patreons. You know, <laughs> no. you are the first uh, Patreon that's been on this. No, I can't even say that because Sam's already beat you to it, didn't he? Oh, well, well, yeah, because he did. Because he did the interview. Yep. Sam did the Godfather before you would come. To, and Dave does want us to cover 
the last starfighter which Partly. i have the notes done but he needs to uh Partly. i need to watch it again yeah he needs to watch it again just to make sure he's on top of things and not just ad libbing every here and there just to be on here today that's um, you need to watch tombstone again too yeah um like I said, I'm sure there's some of this part of this movie that I'm leaving out that I forgot about. Um, but it's just so entertaining to watch. I didn't really want to take notes while I was watching it. Um, right. I got captivated. Like I said, I'm not a big Western fan. Uh, my brother-in-law is a big Western fan. Uh, actually, he likes Tombstone. Um, my grandpa was a big John Wayne fan, probably the biggest John Wayne fan I know. Um, and every time you go over to his house, there would be a Western on, whether it's the TV show Bonanza um, Wild Wild West, John Wayne, anything. And then, you know, you just be flipping through and he'll be flipping through the channels and then a Western will be on. And he's like, oh, here's what happens in this one because he knew. And I was like, man, you know, I don't, I didn't even recover from him. But now after watching this movie, I, I kind of like to go back and see maybe, maybe do a John Wayne movie. I remember Hondo and there's yeah. one where he has a sawed off shotgun that I was really, I really liked. And, you know, there's, uh... Well, you know, he didn't always do. Yeah, but that's when he was good. Well, he had a couple that weren't Western related. But that's when he was good. I mean, uh, well, that's true. Well, you're talking to me, and I don't even like John Wayne for anything he did, yeah. so I don't know. <laughs> and that might also be, I mean, I can appreciate the John Wayne movies, but I think because my dad had those on all the time, that's probably one of the reasons why I don't typically enjoy a Western, but then oddly enough... And technically... We weren't even put me and Terrence weren't even supposed to do Tombstone because we flipped a coin and Stagecoach won, which was one of John Wayne's first movies we were going to do. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah, we flipped a coin in here the other day. He's like, "Oh, Stagecoach won." You know, heads is this, tells us this, and Stagecoach won. And then by the time he left that day, he was like, "Ah, let's just do Tombstone." You know, it's been a while. <laughs> so we, we decided on Tombstone. Um, so, like I said, we have a Facebook page, we have a Patreon, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. Um, if you would like to leave us a review on Apple iTunes, um, tell your friends. Um, I know this was a little bit of a weird one. It's kind of late at night. I'm kind of I've been up for a long, long time, and um, Dave and Laura were just happened to be in town. Uh, it's a rare occasion that they're both here together. Well, it's a rare occasion that I was going to say it's a rare occasion that we're here at the same time you are. Though that's true too. Your yeah, work schedule typically then, is opposite hours. Right, and Dave's a truck driver, so he's not always readily available. <laughs> <laughs> really? And everybody just wrecked their cars that are listening to every car. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have him back again. Uh, maybe when I have yes. a little bit more sleep. Uh, I haven't fair. been dealing with a kidney stone oh. or a new yeah, dog. That does suck. Or a new yeah. dog. So. Um, but she's very cute. Debatable. So, um, <laughs> like I said, there's all of our info. Um, be on the look well, uh, lookout this week. I do believe our Universal Monsters... I said Monsters this time, not Studios, like I have been. Our Universal Monsters should either start dropping towards the end of this week or the next week. So be on the lookout for that. And I'll get with Terrence and see what we're going to cover this next, next week. Um, I had a whole list of uh, movies uh, written down that I'd like to do. I'm talking like Neverending Story, Rambo, uh, Batteries Not Included, <gasps> Somewhere in Time, It's uh, like you've airplane, been taking notes from me. Uh, you know, just some of the uh, Young Frankenstein. I'd love to do uh, some uh, Gene Conan. Wilder movies. Because Conan. I'd like you to do Conan. Conan the Barbarian. Oh, yeah. Uh, Masters, of, Masters of the Universe. <laughs> terrible Dolph Lundgren movie, but yes, it's yeah. still... Um, Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Um, there, so there, there's, some, there's some stuff coming. It's just not enough hours in the day sometime. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if I could, I'd just sit here and do this all day, every day. <laughs> and watch movies. How fun would that be? Um, and maybe one day you'll get there. 
But I think for now that this one's coming to a close. Yep. Tombstone has left the building. And I think that's a wrap. And, and cut. cut.